Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to another hastily prepared edition of Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com, where we just watched everyone's favorite Braves outfielder Ender NCR Day take a potential game-winning home run off the top of the wall in New York. That magic number is down to two games tonight. Down to two, I should say. 89-63 and 63 on the year after they beat the Miami Marlins 8-3 to three tonight in Marlins Park. Dave, we'll start with Max Scherzer on the mound, unbeaten in his last seven starts heading into tonight's game, 5-0, and 2-6-8 ERA, 11 walks, 51 Ks. 206, 258, 326 line against and 47 innings pitched over that stretch. One and one in two starts against the Marlins this season. Though he had a 485 ERA, a 280, 321, 460 line against and 13 innings pitched against the Fish. Uh, two hits, eight Ks, and six scoreless tonight. But he gives up a solo shot by Christian Yelich on the first pitch of the seventh. A two out, two run home run by Derek Dietrich makes it six to three at that point. Ends his night. He was really solid up until then. Left two pitches up in the zone in his final inning of work there, but. Uh, really solid start by Max Scherzer, and that's end up getting the 8-3 win over the Fish to avoid the sweep. Yeah, you know, he cruised pretty much up until that point, and uh, the pitch count was still low, but uh just looked like maybe he ran out of gas there a little bit. But, um, yeah, another tremendous performance. Um, you know, he had the backing of the offense here tonight, so, uh, you know, he was pitching with confidence, pitching with the lead, and, uh, just just really good, again, up until, like I said, uh, right there at the end before he ran out of gas. Um, you know, it, it's interesting now that he's, you know, 17, 18 wins that, that uh, national media is starting to, to pay attention. And uh, you see during the game uh, certain uh, national baseball journalists tweeting about Serger having a chance at the Cy Young. And, uh, you know, it'll be really interesting. Uh, Hendricks in Chicago is having an awfully good year. Um, I think a couple of the, the traditional guys that people look at, obviously Kershaw Hurt and um, Arietta not following up his, his tremendous campaign from last year. So um, Cy Young might be a wide-open vote. Certainly Max Scherzer uh, certainly deserves to be in that uh, discussion and um, once again kept his team in it tonight, and uh, they were able to, to, sack to, uh, to finally uh, uh, secure a win down there in Miami. Doug Hass, I'm assuming you're here. We got on just at the last second here because Blog Talk Radio hung up on me, but uh, Scherzer was really solid. Eight Ks on the night. He ended up throwing just over 100 pitches. I'm trying to get everything going here. 104 pitches total, uh, two walks, which he's probably angry about, but really pounding the zone, stomping around the mound down there in Miami, and comes up big for the Nationals, who had lost four straight going into this one. He earns his 18th meaningless win of the season tonight in Miami with a really strong start there. Yeah, well, pitcher wins are dumb, but uh, it, it, it resulted in a team win tonight. Uh, I, I was going to say, he's, he's probably angry about those two walks. I was going to say not as angry as I am, but he, that's probably not true. I'm more angry about the two dingers. 
you know, I, I said this in that, that other game where he stayed in for no apparent reason to throw like 120 pitches. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it was, this was another winning outing, and he didn't give up the lead. But, uh, you know, do we really got to push Max this hard, this late in the season with big leads like this? Okay, he didn't give up the lead. Uh, Dusty didn't try and let him finish the inning for no apparent reason. Uh, although it's not entirely apparent to me that he had to come out to the seventh, you know, uh, just because he can throw a hundred and some pitches doesn't mean he should. It's it's late in the year. People are getting some wear and tear on him. You want to save him to pitch in October if that becomes necessary for whatever reason. Uh, why put the extra stress on him? I mean, I'll grant you he was cruising for most of the game, but you know, give him. Give him an in-game inning off there. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, we we want to see this this kind of high performance continue as late into the year as possible. Dave, it might just be the fact that everyone's afraid to go out there and try to get him off of the mound. We saw what he did to Matt Williams last year, but 102, 107, 117, 104, and now 104 again in his last three. Uh, how many starts did I just reel off there? Five starts. Uh, are you surprised at all that they're letting him go this deep this late in the season, especially considering he's going to be your number one? Uh, he talked the other day, too, about thinking he could go uh, on three days rest if they had to go twice in a five-game series. He said that would be really tough, and especially if they needed him to pitch again after that. But are you surprised at all how deep they're letting Scherzer go at this point in the year, or do you think they're just – he knows how – he talks all the time about knowing his body and knowing how much he can give him each night, but – uh, do you manager take a more uh, commanding role here in Pelshers or what he's going to do every night? No, I'm not surprised. Um, it, it's funny, almost to the point of being laughable, that we're talking about Dusty Baker allowing his best starting pitcher <laughs> to go over 100 pitches with a six-run lead late in a ball game. But Scherzer's going to get his seven innings in, and if he had a one-two-three inning. Um, and, and pitched 104 innings, we wouldn't even have been talking about this, uh, 104 pitches. The only reason we're even even discussing it is because he gave up, the, gave up those two home, home runs there and, and didn't actually finish the seventh inning. So, no, I'm not surprised that they sent him out for the seventh. Uh, what would have been surprising if he had gotten over 100 pitches and they sent him back out for the eighth, I don't think they probably would have done that had they had a six-run lead intact at that point. But, no, absolutely not surprised that, that Dusty Baker would allow his starting pitcher to, to pitch a seventh inning having a six-run lead. No, not at all. Tom Kohler on the mound for the uh, Marlins doghouse, winless in his last seven, 0-3, 4-3 ADRA, 287, 339, 529 line against, and 39 innings pitch over that stretch. Uh, he walked Danny Espinosa, two errors on a really ugly pick attempt, and error in the outfield allowed Espinosa to score one nothing at that point. Brian Zimmerman, uh, his tenth home run in Marlins Park, is a three-run home run in the fourth, one-one uh, curve. Uh, Zimmerman just crushed, hit out the left, four nothing at that point. Kohler's done after four, so he didn't stay around long enough to have Bryce Harper abuse him again, but uh, threw a lot of pitches in those four innings and. More importantly, a big home run by Ryan Zimmerman there. It was kind of a hanger, a curve that he just left up there for him, but Zoom was on it, connected, and a good sign from Ryan Zimmerman showing some power at the plate in a park he apparently loves to hit in. Yeah, uh, you know, I 
I see guys, see games like last night where Fernandez just comes out and, and dominates the Nats, and I see a lot of talent on this Marlins team, a lot of young guys who are quite good. And then I see a guy like Kaler who honestly is reminiscent of those fine Nats rotations of like 2008, 9, 10 in there. You know, I, I can't decide if he's Odalis Perez or, or Tim Redding. Um <laughs> It, it, this is this is just you know a guy who's sort of a relief to come up against here. And while uh, you know Harper didn't monstrously abuse him, that was a very gratifying uh, jack that uh, that Harp, that Jim put on in there. Uh, and he, even aside from that, you know you had Turner seemingly determined to continue his over well into double digits. Uh, but even there, putting up good at bats working long counts, uh, waiting for the strike, fouling off pitches. Uh, and up and down the lineup, people putting together good at-bats against a pitcher who's, you know, a journeyman at best, uh, which is exactly what they should be doing instead of being sporting gentlemen and, you know, trying to make him feel like he's participating in the game. Uh, so, Good on the Nats for putting up some offense on that. Uh, I would have rather it would have been, you know, spread more across the game and maybe been double-digit runs. I think that would have been uh, been warranted in this particular case. But I, I won't complain too much. Hey, we've been positive so far. You know that's not our thing. So let's talk about Daniel Murphy not being in the game. I'm trying to pull up a quote here I got from Chelsea James earlier uh, Quoting Dusty Baker before the game, they're talking about the buttock or whatever upper leg, however you want to describe it, injury Murphy's dealing with that kept him out of the game. Dusty Baker upper said this back is different. <laughs> upper top of the leg, I don't know. Dusty Baker said this is different. You know how things are. The neck bone is connected to this bone, and the thigh bone is connected to this bone. And as Chelsea James said, he gave a rather loose interpretation of anatomy that could explain some of the confusion surrounding Bryce Harper's recent neck slash shoulder trouble. But the fourth, fourth straight game that Danny, Danny Murphy's missed, they're uh, hoping that they can get him some work tomorrow on the off day. That'll be a fifth day off in a row and get him back out here. But uh, I don't know about you. I'm starting to get a little bit concerned because the Nationals absolutely need him in the lineup going forward. And obviously, he's going to produce exactly what he did last season in the postseason. So they really need him to get back there, out there on the field before this is over and get some at-bats in. Yeah, you know, he he hit, uh, pinch hit a couple of games. Um, they have said on multiple occasions that if this were the playoffs already, he would be playing. Um, you know, over the course of the season, you get little nicks and bumps and bruises and strawberries and, and that type of thing. And, and especially if this is, as as suspected, one of those things where he's got a bruise or a or a strawberry on his rear end that has become infected, um, you know, that that's enough where, you know, you give him a few days off and, and give him some penicillin and they'll get back in there. I mean, stuff like that happens. Um, you know, it just it does, and it's unavoidable. And and typically you play through it. But let's be completely honest: the Nats have, have been playing with a double-digit or a close to a double-digit division lead. Uh, they've been playing the Braves and the Marlins this week. There was no reason, no compelling reason to play Daniel Murphy the last five games. So no, I'm not worried about it. Um, 
if, if we get until if we get to October fourth and he still hasn't played, then we worry about it. But I, I'm not worried about it. He's getting he's getting some days off to rest a sore butt. <laughs> Upper back bluntly. <laughs> so I guess are you worried at all about the uh, that big lead that's kind of allowed them to Dusty Baker's thrown some interesting lineups out there the last couple of days. Are you worried that not having them going full speed and having someone challenge them for the division and push them a little bit towards the end here? They're uh, going to be going into the postseason, assuming they make it. We're not jinxers on this show. But uh, just, you know, not going full speed at this point. They're kind of slowly working their way into this and allowing the Braves to help them cut down that magic number. Well, as, as satisfying as it is to have the Braves do our dirty work for us, uh, and, and believe me, that's pretty satisfying. Uh, I, I have to say I, I, I'd like to see the Nats win their way into the spot just for the sake of winning it into the spot. You know, it, if it happens, it seems like it could potentially happen, you know, in the next few days on the road, and that's too bad. You know, it, it would be nice to happen at home were it to happen. But uh, <laughs> your, your, your point is, is, is well taken, that uh, certainly th- there's this whole narrative about do you need to stay hot, do you have to be pushing everyone, and like FP went on this long tangent of jub-jub about it was either good or bad to be ahead or not by too much. I couldn't really understand what the heck he was trying to say, as, as is often the case. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we just got to look for keep the team healthy, keep the, keep people with their timing. So you know what Dusty's been doing all season has been working pretty much all season. Play the B lineup, get the A players healthy, uh, get the pitchers enough enough innings so that they're in shape for any potential later play, whatever that might involve. Uh, if it were to happen, anything else we'll just build a retroactive narrative about uh, because I, I I don't think we can really say in advance being being ahead helps or being close helps or being the wild card helps. If you look at you know people who have gone to, into the into the postseason, it's it's a crapshoot. Being good doesn't seem to help. Being bad doesn't seem to help. Uh, it's just whatever roll of the dice or, or particular twists of fate in a series of short series works out for you. So get your guys in as good a shape as you can and cross your fingers. Dave, I don't know if Mike Rizzo was talking directly to you, but he was talking about the rumors of Bryce Harper's shoulder injury this morning and, and what I described as an at times contentious interview with the sports junkies on 106.7 The Fan just a few quotes here for the fun of it. Uh, there's no shoulder issues. There's no shoulder problems. He had the neck issue for about five days. We held him out, and that's it. The information of him having a shoulder issue is inaccurate. What more can I say? I sat with the player, the trainer, the team physician, and the manager in his office and asked the pertinent questions that you would ask straight out. Like, we attack every player here, and he does not have a shoulder issue. Asked about the skepticism, he said, I don't know why people are skeptical skeptical. I haven't been very ambiguous about it. I've been pretty black and white about it. The player is not hurt. I don't know why the reports are out there. I don't know if Tom Verducci or anybody else is trying to give an alibi for Hart for not performing up to his MLB caliber this season, but he's one of the greatest players in all of baseball, and he does not need a reason or an excuse from somebody to give him a reason for not performing. He's a healthy player. (laughs) I don't think he can be any more clear of his opinion on that. 
Uh, Bryce Harper's been lining a few in the last couple of games. Dusty Baker said that's a positive sign from him. He likes what he's seeing at the plate. Uh, he also talked about him being off balance in that interview. We've discussed that ad nauseum at this point. But do you see positive signs from Bryce Harper out there? And do you finally believe Mike Rizzo? Has he convinced you yet, you non-believer? Um, did the, no, I, I, I don't believe him. Um, <laughs> did, 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 did the sports junkies then follow up and ask him, why Bryce Harper's exit velocities and launch angles are drastically different than they were last year, because that would have been the logical conclusion if the baseball, if the DC sports media had any clue as to how baseball works. I'm sure it wasn't. It was that was a rhetorical question. Um, asked if his They asked if his numbers were down, were down. And Rizzo said, "From his MVP season, they are yes, but he still has 24 homers, 81 RBIs, a 390 OBP, which is slightly overstated, and he's still 4.5 F4, which is a little overstated as well. But as I mentioned in the article, he was speaking extemporaneously, so we'll give him a break on the accurate stats." But go ahead. Right. Yes. No, sure. Uh, I'm all for Mike Rizzo quoting boxcar stats back to us or paraphrasing boxcar stats to us. And the problem is that doesn't describe the underlying problem. The underlying problem is that he's making less contact, he's making more weak contact, and he's not making the same contact. It's just right there in statistics. But there's nobody, I almost said smart enough, there's nobody aware enough in D.C. sports media that has access to Mike Rizzo on a daily basis to ask him these things or is willing to ask him these things. Um, and, and frankly, um, you know, since it's, since they're on the flagship there, you, you can't blame them because um, because that's their access and, and, and he's there to, to get his point across and not answer hard-hitting questions. We won't know what's wrong with Bryce Harper until the season's over and they're done playing, um, but something is wrong with Bryce Harper. So it's either he's been injured and he's been playing through it or he's not the same player as he was last year. And that's the more troubling because um, if that's the case, if he is a different player, then it's questionable whether he will be able to recover what he did last year or not. 89 and 63 after the win tonight, a day off tomorrow, and it's on to Pittsburgh where Gio Gonzalez will start against somebody from the Pirates, 7.05 on Friday night, 3 in the PNC, and then it's back home to finish off the regular season. I hear things happen after that, but I don't know what they are. That's nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Talk to you guys after Friday night's game, hopefully. Go Nats. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus